0: Dangerous free thinking. In an undisclosed location, at a secret conference, an emergency panel of five psychiatrists and clinical psychologists met to discuss the alarming data they were gathering about mind control, satanic ritual abuse, and alien programming from patients diagnosed as suffering from multiple personality disorder and called dissociative identity disorder. Due to what is by the standards of a conservative profession, the controversial content of this conference, and due to the fact that many of the doctors have already received the strongest criticism from their peers and threats on their lives, their identities must remain undisclosed. You'll understand why as you read more. Although delivered in a conventional tone and conversational tone, without footnotes and scientific documentation, There's a lot of technical information in this roundtable conference which should be of great use to therapists. For the lay reader, a study of the works of Milton Erickson, or at least NLP, would be helpful in explaining what the doctors are talking about. The term bloodline refers to the practice of satanic ritual abuse which carries on generation after generation under the belief that after several generations of conditioning, a genetic memory or blood memory carries on the information which has been programmed. This belief in blood memory can be found in a variety of secret societies and not just in satanic cults. A person who is of the bloodline is the offspring of parents who are in the cult and often the great 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 grandchildren of cult members. Some survivors have reported that the sophisticated form of programming Described in this conversation goes back more than a hundred years, and has been co-opted by the intelligence agencies only within the past fifty odd years. Suffices to know that the assembled doctors, men and women, are among the most qualified in their profession. They are recipients of the top honors, awards, and degrees; members of the most prestigious societies; editors of the most influential journals. Researchers who are aware of the literature may think they're able to identify some of the doctors by the content of their speeches, but it's important that they just ignore any failing on my part as an editor, overlooking any speech patterns which may reveal their identities. For the sake of their safety, and at their end request, I've done my best to rewrite this transcript, not for content, but for style, so that these doctors can never be identified. After some preliminary remarks, the host of the conference began. Doctor, I've been looking forward to this exchange for quite some time, and I hope we can cut right to the chase and talk specifically about ritual abuse and mind control programming and brainwashing. How it's done, how to get on the inside of it. Until only recently, I didn't believe it. I wasn't willing to discuss it with colleagues such as you before, and I'm still not willing to speak about it publicly. I've done that in small groups and in consultations, but recently I decided that it's time that somebody start doing something about it. So we're going to talk about specifics today. At the International Congress, I heard about these details for the first time. I thought, how weird, interesting, but weird. I was there, I remember many people listened to the example given of somebody who thought it was an idiosyncratic and rare. Then, a number of people came up to the doctor giving the example saying you're treating one too you're in Seattle well I'm in Texas then another said I'm in Arizona and another said I'm in Florida and another said oh I'm in Ohio another one was in California and so forth I didn't know what to think at that point I didn't understand the mechanism or the meaning of disassociation to the state of mental illness all mental illness and the state of mental health in the nation I found my first ritual abuse patient in somebody i was already treating before we'd even gotten that deep into things that case made me very curious about the use of mind control techniques and hypnosis and other brainwashing techniques i started studying brainwashing and some of the literature in that area and became acquainted with in fact one of the people who'd written one of the better books in that area i did a survey of the issmp andy International Society for the Study of Multiple Personality and Disassociation, picked out about a dozen and a half therapists that I thought were seeing more of it than probably anyone else. I started surveying them. The interview protocol that I used to get some reaction was almost without exception. You're asking questions I don't know the answers to. You're asking more specific questions than I've ever been asked my patients. Many of the same therapists said, let me ask you some questions and I'll get back to you with an answer. Many of them not only got back with answers, but said, you've got to talk to this patient and these other two patients. I ended up making hundreds of dollars worth of phone calls interviewing therapists. I interviewed just about everybody I could find who would talk to me. I came out of it with a grasp of a variety of brainwashing methods being used all over the country. I started to hear similarities, too, whereas I hadn't known, to begin with, how widespread things are. I got a feeling that there were a lot of people reporting similar things. There must be a great deal of communication going on between the clients. Now it's about time there's an equal amount of communication between the doctors on this taboo subject. It's not a taboo. It's just the result of scientific skepticism or fear. Approximately four years ago, I had some new material drop into my lap. My source was saying a lot of things that I knew were accurate about some of the brainwashing that was new material I had no idea about. At this point, I decided to check it out and three ritual abuse patients I was seeing at the time. Two of the three had what they were describing in careful inquiry without leading or contaminating. I did a number of telephone consultations with a therapist that I had been consulting for quite a number of months on an MPD case in other states. I told her to inquire about certain things after talking with you. I explained the idea in rough terms, but told her that I wasn't going to relay any specifics because I wanted to take all precautions to avoid any possibility of contamination. She came back to me a couple of hours later and told me that she's finished a session with a patient who said, I'm so excited that you know about this stuff, this occult stuff. Now, if you can know about this stuff, know how the cult programmers get on the inside. Now our therapy is going to go so much faster. Many of my patients have had a reaction of great anxiety and fear rather than being happy that our knowing about the programming is a wonderful thing. But the interesting thing was that she asked, what are these things? And she listed a number of things that a client had told her and they matched word for word the same things. The same things that doctor told me as well i've since repeated that in many parts of the country i've consulted in 20 states with three foreign countries giving therapist information i always warn everyone to be very careful how you phrase it you have to phrase it in ways so you don't contaminate the answers when you start to find the same information in different states and different countries from florida to california you start to get an idea that there's something going on that is very large very well coordinated with a great deal of communication between people what's happening appears to be very systematic don't you think I have gone from being kind of neutral and not knowing what to think about it at all to being someone who's clearly believes ritual abuse is real poll showed 80% of us do the people say it isn't aren't naive like people who don't believe the Holocaust happened or they're just dirty Do you mean they're part of a satanic cult? We all know that cults love to recruit doctors and lawyers and policemen, or they're part of a government mind control organization. For a long time, I would tell a select group of therapists that I knew and trusted information and say, spread it out, don't say where it come from, but here's some information, share it with other therapists. If you find it's on target, I appreciate your feedback. People were hungry for more information. Myself, as well as a few others, We're hedging out of concern and out of fear. Therapists begin receiving death threats at about the same time we became aware of this mind control system. I finally decided to hell with them. If they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. It's time to share information. Psychiatrists are wimps. Psychiatrists are generally a bunch of wimps, worried about the APA, worried about other things, worried about losing their license, worried about lawsuits. They're under my control themselves controlled by fear. They're easy to scare, especially with law enforcement looking the other way around ritual abuse. Part of what happened because we proceeded so cautiously and slowly checking things in many different locations and finding out the same thing. So let's see if we agree. Let's discuss the access routes to ritual abuse programming. Let's see if we can come up with essentials to get inside and start working at a new level. What proportions of patients have this? I would guess that maybe somewhere around at least 50%. Maybe as high as three quarters. I would guess maybe two thirds of your ritual abuse patients may have this. What do you think the distinguishing characteristics are? If they were raised from birth in a mainstream cult, or if they were a non-bloodline person, meaning neither parent was in the cult, but cult people had a lot of access to them in early childhood, they may also have it. I've seen more than one ritual abuse patient who clearly had all the kind of ritual things you hear about. They talked about all the typical things that you hear in this population, but none of this programming with prolonged extensive reinforcement. So I believe in one case I was personally treating that she was kind of a schismatic break off of that kind that had gone off and done their own thing or were no longer hooked into a mainstream group. Here's where it happens to have come before, before the end of World War II, Alan Dulles and people from our intelligence community were already in Switzerland making contact to get Nazi scientists out. As World War II ended, they not only got rocket scientists out, they also got out some Nazi doctors who had been doing mind control research in concentration camps. Wasn't this in violation of the Nuremberg Code and national laws? Yes, but the same group, the group that was to become the CIA, brought them to the United States. Among them was a young boy, a teenager who had just been raised in a Hasidic Jewish tradition with a background of Kabbalic mysticism that appealed to people in the cult. At least Aleister Crowley had introduced Kabbalism into satanic cults at the turn of the century. This young Hasidim must have saved his skin by collaborating with Nazi scientists, or Nazi Satanists. He probably was their science in death camp experiments. He might have been one of their most deeply programmed people, himself the best example of their work. They brought him with them. He would become one of those who developed the mind control operations for the military intelligence in the United States. Like so many of the Nazi doctors, the boy changed his name, Americanized it, he obtained an MD, got a degree, became a physician, and continued the work that appears to be at the center of the cult programming today. His name is known to patients throughout the country. What is it? I'll get to that later. Okay, so what's the formula? How does the programming work? What they basically did is get a child about two and a half after the child's already been made disassociative. The disassociation program can start at birth. I have a case that told me about being dunked into freezing cold, then scalding hot water alternatively as probably a very young child. One way or another, they make the child disassociative not only through abuse, like sexual abuse, but also through things like putting a mousetrap on their fingertips and teaching the parents, do not go until the child stops crying, and then you do go and remove it. The programming starts after the child already had dissociative identities. It generally starts at about two and a half. It kicks into high gear, it would appear, at around six or six and a half, and continues through adolescence with periodic reinforcements in adulthood. In the pre-programming we're tracking to this particular doctor, the child will typically be put on a gurney. Then we'll have an IV in one hand and one arm. They'll be strapped down, typically naked. There'll be wires attached to their head to monitor their electrographic patterns. They'll be shown a pulsating light, most often described as red, occasionally white or blue. They'll be given, most commonly, I believe, demeron. Sometimes it will be other drugs, well, depending on the kind of programming. That means they have this down to a science. Yes, they've learned to give just so much Demerol every 25 minutes until their programming is done. The patients describe experiencing a pain on one ear, their right ear generally, where it appears a needle has been placed. They hear weird disorienting sounds in that ear while they're shown photic stimulation which drives the brain into brainwave patterns with pulsing light at a frequency. a very specific frequency. Sounds not like unlike the goggles that are now available through Merrill or stores. Mindware, I think it's called. Right, then after a suitable period when there's a certain brainwave state, they will begin programming, making suggestions orientated to self-destruction and the debasement of their person. I had a patient who experienced this at about eight years of age. He had gone through a great deal of early program which took place on a military installation. That's not uncommon. I have treated or been involved with cases that are part of this original mind control project as well. They also had their programming on military reservations. We find a lot of connections with the CIA as well. I had this patient now who was a private cult school where several of these sessions occurred every week. She would go into a room, get all hooked up. They would place electrodes on her, one in the vagina, for example, four on her head. Sometimes they'd be on other parts of her body. They would then begin saying to her, you're angry with someone in the group. She'd say, no, I'm not. And they'd violently shock her. They would say the same thing until she complied and didn't make any negative response. Then they would continue. And because you're angry with someone in the group or when you are angry with someone in the group, you will hurt yourself. Do you understand? She'd say no. And they'd shock her. Then they'd repeat it again. Do you understand? Well, yes, but I don't want to. They'd shock her again until they got her compliance. Then they kept adding to it. And you will hurt yourself by cutting yourself. Do you understand? Maybe she'd say yes, but her might say, we don't believe you and shock her anyway go back and they do it over and over again, and they would continue in this sort of fashion. She said typically it seemed as though they'd go about 30 minutes, take a break, and then come back. They may review what they had done and stop, or they might review what they've done and go to the new normal. She said the sessions might go half an hour, or they might go three hours. She invested the programming took place on an average of three times a week. But about this programming with sound, now how did that happen? It was programming under the influence of drugs which would maintain a certain brainwave state. Confusing noises were played in one ear and they would be speaking in the other ear, usually the left ear. This is associated with right hemisphere, non-dominant brain functioning. It would require intense concentration of the victim. They were made to memorize things upon which they would be tested and shocked if they missed the question. That's basically how a lot of programming goes. Someone also uses other typical brainwashing kind of techniques, isolation, deprivation of food, sleep, and water. There will be very standardized types of hypnotic things done at times. We know stress and sensory deprivation and starvation increases suggestibility in anyone. From the research, it appears that total sensory deprivation, isolation tank type deprivation, The low-budget operations and the cult operations lock the victim in a coffin. I have a patient from an old German family who reports that these techniques go back in her family more than a 100 years. Well, I know all of us here are trained in Ericksonian methods, and the understanding of the procedure seems to be the key to unlocking this programming. Probably one of the therapies or differences in the anchoring. A lot of therapists don't know the value of kinesthetic anchoring. That's probably true, but to find out if a client has been programmed this way, I would suggest you inquire asking for idiomotor finger signals. After you've set them up, say, I want the central inner core of you to take control of the finger signals. Don't ask the unconscious mind. When you're inquiring about ritual abuse, you're communicating with the central inner core. The core is a cult-created part. So you might want to say, And I want that central inner core of you to take control of this hand of the finger signals to say, yes, let the finger float up. Then you say, I want to ask the inner core of you. Is there any part of you, any part of Mary, if that's the host name, who knows anything about alpha, beta, delta, or theta? If you get a yes, you might have something with formal, formal, intensive brainwashing and programming in place. I would then say, I want a part inside who knows something about Alpha, Beta, Delta and Theta to come up to a level where you can speak to me and we're here and say, I'm here. I would not ask if a part was willing to, without leading them, asking them what these things are. Sometimes I've gotten a yes to that, then I've done further exploration and it appears some kind of compliance response or somebody's wanting to appear that they were ritually abused. With careful inquiry, it becomes obvious that they did not have what we were looking for. Tell us what these are. Let's suppose you have a client who has an altar named Helen, and one named Mary, and another named Gertrude, and one named Elizabeth, and one named Monica. Every one of those altars may have a program put on it, perhaps designed Alpha 009. You could say, Alpha-009 makes some kind of a hand gesture to indicate this, but this means you could get the same part out in any one of them, even though they have different names by which they have been known. Alphas appear to represent general programming. The first things put in. Betas appear to be sexual organs or sexual programmings, for example, how to perform oral sex in a certain way, how to perform section rituals, having to do with producing child pornography, directing child pornography, and prostitution. Deltas are killers trained in how to kill in ceremonies. There will also be some self-harm stuff mixed in with that, assassination and killing. Theters are called psychic killers. You know, I have never heard in my life those two words paired together. I have never heard those words, psychic killers, put together either. But when you have people in different states, including therapists, inquiring and asking, What is theta? and clients are saying to them, Psychic killers, it tends to make a believer that this programming is very systematic and very, very widespread. This comes from their belief in psychic abilities and powers, including their ability to psychically communicate with mother or their ability to psychically cause somebody to develop a brain aneurysm and die. It also is a future-oriented kind of programming. Then there's omega. I usually don't include that word when I ask my first question about this or any part inside that known that's about alpha, beta, theta, delta because omega will shake them even more. Omega has to do with self-destruct programming. Alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. This can include self-mutilation as well as suicide programming. Gamma appears to be the system protection and deception programming which will provide misinformation to you, try to misdirect you, to tell you half-truths, protect different things inside. There can also be other Greek letters. I'd recommend that you get the entire Greek alphabet if you have verified some of this stuff is present and they have been giving you some kind of right answers about what some of this material is. I can't underline enough. Do not lead them. Let them answer on their own, please. I would take your entire Greek alphabet and, with idiomotor signals, go through the alphabet and say, is there any programming inside associated with epsilon, omicron, and go on through. There may be some systematic procedures with some of the other letters. I found, for example, in one case, that zeta had to do with the production of snuff films that one person was involved with. With another person, Omicron had to do with their linkage and associates with drug smuggling and with the mafia and with big business and government leaders. So there's going to be some individualism, I think. Some of those are home programs. Come back to the cult, return to the cult program. Here's the flaw in the system. They have built in shutdown and eraser codes so if they got into trouble, they could shut down something They could do and erase something these codes will sometimes be used idiosynchronic phrases and ditties sometimes there will be numbers followed by a word if we can all get some of these maybe they will work with different people no such luck it's very unlikely unless they were programmed at about the same time or point as part of the program in a little group by the same programmers what i've seen suggests that the programmers carry laptop computers which keep track of everything that they did 20-30 years ago in terms of the names of alters programs codes and so on. What do you do to get eraser codes? I always ask if I say the code what will happen double check is there any part inside who has a different information watch your idiomotor signals what I have found is you can erase programs by giving the appropriate codes but then you must abreact the feelings Start by erasing Omega, which is often there. I've started because it's the highest risk. Afterwards, I will get to all the Omega, what were formerly Omega, alters together so that we will abreact and give back to the host the memories associated with all the programming that was done with Omega and anything Omega part ever had to do with a fractionated abreaction. They use the metaphor and it is their metaphor of robots. It is like a robot show comes down over the child altar to make them act in a robotic fashion. Once in a while, internally, you'll confront robots. That's what I found from earlier work. So now I spend the process up because I confirmed it enough times. Now I say to the core, core, I want you to look. There's this robot blocking the way in some way, blocking the progress. Go around and look at the back of the head and tell me what you notice on the back of the head of the neck. I just ask in a very non-leading like way and what's commonly said to me is that there were wires or a switch. So I'll tell them, hold the wires or flip the switch and it will immobilize the robot and give me a yes signal when you've done it. Pretty soon you get a yes signal. Great! Now that the robot is immobilized, I want you to look inside the robot and tell me what you see. It's generally one or several children. I have them remove the children, I do a little hypnotic magic, and I ask the core to use a laser and vaporize the robot so nothing is left. They're usually quite amazed that this works, as have a number of therapists. Now there are many different layers. This is a problem, but we have up here are innumerable alters. I'll tell you one of the fascinating things I've seen. I remember a little over a year ago coming into some cases, some of the tough cases at Dissociative Disorder Units. I was accompanied by a couple of the finest MPD therapists in this country who are always part of the international meetings, have lectured internationally. we work together and I look at some of their patients. They're amazed at certain things I did because they had not been aware of them before. We work with some of the patients and confirm some of the things we we're talking about today. I remember one woman who'd been in for three years, still was a patient. Another who had been in intensive care of inpatient work with all the finest MP3 therapies you can imagine. Ab reactions, integrations, facilitating cooperation, art therapy, on and on. Journaling insensibly for one inpatient a year followed by an intensive year of outpatient therapy two or three hours a week. In both patients we found out that all of this great work had done nothing but deal with the alters on top and had not touched the mind controlling programming. In fact, it was not only intact, but we found that the one who was outpatient as having therapy monitored every session by her mother out of state over the telephone and that she had intact suggestions that had been given to her at a certain future time to kill her therapist. I get a very uncomfortable feeling from my past experiences that when we look at this we'll find large proportion of ritual abuse victims in this country are having their ongoing therapy monitored. I remember a woman who came in about 24 years old, claimed her father was a Satanist. Her parents divorced when she was six. After their abuse would occur only when her father had visitations and he would take her to rituals, sometimes up until age 15, she said. I haven't gone to anything since I was 15. Her previous therapist took this at face value. We sat in my office. We did a two hour inquiry using hypnosis. We found the programming present. In addition to that, we found that every therapy session was debriefed. And in fact, they had told her to get sick and not come to the appointment with me. I had a client who was told that I was a member of a cult and that if she came, I would know that she's been told and not to come in and I would punish her. If anything meaningful comes out of it in a patient who's been monitored like that, from what I've learned thus far, they're tortured with electric shocks. And my belief is if they're in that situation, you can't do meaningful therapy other than being supportive and caring and letting them know you care a lot and you'll be there to support them. I wouldn't try to work with any kind of the deep material or deprogramming with them because I think you can do nothing but get them tortured and hurt unless they can get to a safe, secure inpatient unit for an extended period of time to do some of the work required. I suspect that when we make inquiries, we're going to find that probably greater than 50% of these patients, if they're bloodlined, meaning mother or dad or both are involved, they will be monitored on some ongoing basis. So when you go below the altars, you then have alpha, beta, delta, theta, so on and so forth. The Greek letter programming, and they will have backup programs. They will typically be an erasure code for the backups. There will be one code that combines all the backups into one, and then an erasure code for them. Simply one code that erases all the backups. So I will get the code for you. Let's say omega for all the omega backups at the same time. After I've asked, what will happen if I give this? I will give the code and then I will say, what are you experiencing? They often describe computer worrying, things erasing and explosions inside, all sorts of interesting things. I've had some therapists come back and say, my Lord, I never said anything about robots. She said something about robots vaporizing. I remember one therapist who'd been with me in several hypnosis workshops and consulted with me about a crisis MPD situation. I told her to inquire about Alpha, Beta, Delta, and Theta. She did. She got back to me saying, Yeah, I got an indication it's there. What is it? I said, I'm not going to tell you. Go back and inquire about some of this. We set up an appointment for a week or so since. She got back with me and said, I asked what Theta was, and she said psychic killers. I asked her Delta, Was she a psychic killer? Was she one of the killers? I told her what I've just told you and she called back later and said, this seems too fantastic. I heard this and I thought, has Dr. A been working too hard? She said, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but this sounded so off in the twilight zone that I really thought you were having a nervous breakdown or something, she said. But I respected you enough to ask about this, she said. I asked another MPD patient and she didn't have any of this. This patient started describing things. She described how she worked, for example, with an erasure. She described robots vaporizing and that kind of thing. The therapist said, I hadn't told her about any of these things. There are different layers and I think some of them are designed to keep us going in circles forever. They figured we probably, in most cases, wouldn't get below the altars which they purposely created. The way you create a Manchurian candidate is you divide the mind. It's part of what the intelligence community wanted to do. If you want to get an assassin to do something you divide the mind I'm fascinated about cases like the assassination of Robert Kennedy Bernard Diamond on examining Sir Sirhan Sirhan found that he had total amnesia of the killing of Robert Kennedy but under hypnosis could remember it but despite suggestions he would be able to consciously remember Sir Sirhan would not remember a thing after he was out of a hypnosis I love to examine Sirhan Sirhan It appears that below, we've got some other layers. One is called green programming, it appears. Isn't it interesting that the doctors name it Dr. Green? One of the questions in a way that does not contaminate is after I've identified some of this stuff there, they've given me a few right answers about what some of it is. I ask if there were a doctor associated with this programming and his name were a color, you know, like Dr. Chartreuse or something. If his name were a color, what color? What color would it be? Would the color be? Once in a while, I've had some of the other colors mentioned about three or four patients that I felt were trying to dissociate and dissimulate in some way. In one case, I got a color and I found out later it was a doctor whose name was a color who had been trained by Dr. Green almost 30 years ago and he supervised part of the programming of this woman under this doctor. I remember one woman couldn't come up with anything no alter words speak up with anything. I said, okay, and we went on to the, some other material. About two minutes later, she said, green. Do you mean Dr. Green? We found this all over. There appears to be some green programming below that I suspect you can get down to fewer and more central programs that deeper you go. Well, all green programming is ultra green, and the green tree. Kabbalistic mysticism is mixed in this. If you're going to work with this, you'll need to pick up a couple of books on the Kabbalah. One is by a man named Dion Fortune, who called it Kabbalah, with a Q. Another is one by Anne Williams Heller, and it's called The Kabbalah. I knew nothing about the Kabbalah. It was interesting. A patient had sat me in my waiting area, Got there considerably early and drew a detailed, multicolored kabbalistic tree over two years ago. It took me two months to figure out what it was. Finally, showing it to somebody else, who said, "You know, that looks an awful like like a kabbalistic tree," and that rang a bell with some esoteric symbols I'd seen in an old book, and I dug it out. Now, the interesting thing about the green tree, and his original name was Greenbaum. What does Greenbaum mean in German? It means green tree and ultra tree. I've also had patients who didn't know about this and his original name was Greenbaum, who volunteered that there were parts inside and Mr. Greenbaum. Let me give you some information about parts inside that may be helpful to you if you're going to inquire about these things, because my experience in one part will give you some information and either run dry or get defensive or scared and stop. There are several other parts to ask for. When screening patients, throw in a bunch of spirituous ones and ask, is there a part inside by this name and by that name? As a check on whether it not appears genuine. For example, in addition to the core, I ask, Is there a part inside named Wisdom? Wisdom is part of the Kabbalistic tree. Wisdom, I've often found, will be helpful and give you a lot of information. Is there a part inside named Diana? I mean, I might throw in all sorts of things. Is there a part inside named Zelda? I've never encountered one yet, just to see what kind of answers we get. I had to do this carefully. Diana is a part of that, In the Kabbalistic system is associated with a part called the foundation. You might be fascinated to know that. Remember the Process Church? Roman Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate, was killed by the Manson family who were associated with the Process Church. A lot of prominent people in Hollywood were associated with it and then it went underground, the books say, in about 78, and all vanished. Well, they're alive and well in southern Utah. There's a thick file in the Utah Department of Public Safety documenting that they moved to southern Utah and a northern part of Monument Valley. They bought up a movie ranch in the desert, renovated it, and built additional buildings. The place is carefully monitored so that it's restricted to very few people. It has a different name, of course. A key word in their name is foundation. The foundation. There are some other words. The foundation is part of a tree. So you can ask is there something inside known as the foundation? You might ask other things that throw people off. Is there something known at the sub-basement? Well, maybe they'll conceive of something. Or is there something known as with the walls? There are a variety of questions you can come up with to screen things. I've also found that there's often a part called Black Master or called Master Programmer, and that there will be computer operators inside. I've come into a number of clients with computer operators. How many of you have? They all raise their hands. There will typically be computer operators, computer operator black, computer operator green, computer operator purple. Sometimes they'll have numbers instead. Sometimes they'll be called systems information directors. I will ask inside, is there a part inside named Dr. Green? You'll find that there are. If they have this type of programming, in my experience, usually with a little work and reframing, you can turn them and help them to realize that they're really a child part who's playing a role and they have no choice then, but they do now. You know, they've played the role very well, very well, but they don't have to continue to play with it because you become the safe and here and in fact, if the cult simply found out that you talked to me, that you shared information with, what would they do to you? Emphasize that the only way out is through me and that they need to cooperate and share information, help me, and that will help them. So all these parts can give you various information. What we're going along in a patient was close to getting well, approaching final integration in a non-bloodline, and she suddenly started hallucinating and her fingers were becoming hammers and other things like that. So I used an effect bridge and we went back and we found that what happened was that they gave suggestions that if she ever got well to a certain point, she would go crazy. The way they did was was they strapped her down, then gave her LSD when she was eight years old. When she began hallucinating, they inquired about the nature of hallucinations so that they could utilize them in good Ericksonian fashion and build on them and they can bin you through drug effects with powerful suggestions. If you ever get to this point, you will go crazy. If you ever get fully integrated, you will get well you will go crazy like this and will be locked up in an institution for the rest of your life they gave those suggestions vigorously and repetitively finally they introduced other suggestions that rather than have this happen it would be easier just to kill yourself in a bloodline patient then as i began inquiring about deep material the patient started to experience similar symptoms we went back and we found that identical things were done to her this was called the Green Bomb, B-O-M-B. Lots of interesting internal consistencies, like that play in the words with Doctor Greenbaum, his original name. Now, in this case, it was done to her at age nine for the first time. Hers was suggestion for amnesia. If you ever remember anything about Ultra Green and the Green Tree, you'll be able to go crazy. You will become a vegetable and be locked up forever. Then finally, the suggestions added and it'll be easier to just kill yourself than that happened to you, if you ever remember it. At age 12 then, three years later, they used what sounds like an aminol interview to try and breach the amnesia. They couldn't, so then they strapped her down again and gave her something to paralyze her body. Then they gave her an even bigger dose of LSD and reinforced all the suggestions. They did a similar thing at the age of 16. So there are two kinds of booby traps that you run into. There are a number of cases where they combine powerful drug effects like the suggestions to keep us from discovering some of the deeper level stuff. I think we can move down a deeper level and if we deal with some of the deeper level stuff, it may destroy all the other stuff above it, but we don't even know that yet. And some of the patients I'm working with, we have pretty much dealt with a lot of top level stuff. We'll erase one system like Omega, then we will have a huge abreaction of all the memories and feelings and a fractionated abreaction associated with those parts. I typically find out and tell them, now that we've done this, are there any other memories and feelings that are parts that were omega still have? The answer is usually no. At this point, I will say, I usually find at this point in time that majority, if not all, of these parts that used to be omega no longer feel a despair or need to be different realizing that you split off originally by them and want to go home to Mary or whoever the executive altar is and become one with her again. I use the concept often now, which comes from a patient of going home and becoming one with her. Going back from whence you came is another phrase I'll use with them. Are there any omega parts inside who do not feel comfortable with that or have reservations or concern about that? If there are, we talk to them, we deal with them, a few of them may not integrate at all. My experience is most of the time they'll integrate and we pay have integrated 25 parts at once in a polyfragmented complex MPD. I think it's vitally important to abreact the feelings before you go on. Also, for many patients, it hasn't seemed no matter which order we go in, but I've found a couple where it has. If it doesn't seem to matter, I'll typically go Omega, then Delta because they have more violence potential than Gamma to get rid of the self-deceptive stuff. What I will do before I just assume anything and do that is once we've done Omega and showed them that success can occur at something can happen and they can feel relief after, I'll say to them, I want to ask the core through the fingers, is there a specific order in which programs must be erased? You know, maybe it doesn't matter, but most of the time I found no. There are cases where we found yes. I remember doing one or two of those because they'll produce belief and a sense of optimism in the patient. But then I would recommend starting to probe for the deeper level things and getting their input and recommendations about the order in which we go. What has been the typical age and typical gender of these type of people? Most of the patients I know with MPD, ritual abuse that are being treated are women. However, I know some of the men being treated were found this. A while back, I was talking to a small group of therapists somewhere. I told them about some of this. In the middle of talking about some of this, all in the color drained out of one social worker's face. And she obviously had a reaction and I was about to tell her. And she said, I'm working with a five-year-old boy who just in the last few weeks said something about a Dr. Green. I went on a little further and I mentioned some of these things and she shook her head again. I asked, What's going on? And she said, He's been spontaneously telling me about robots and the Omega. I think you will find variations of this and that they've changed it, probably every few years and maybe somewhat regionally to throw us off in various ways, but the certain basics and fundamentals that will be there. I've seen this in people up in their late 40s, including people whose parents were very, very high in CIA. I've had some people that were originally part of Project Monarch, which is the name of the government intelligence project. I'm still not grasping how one starts, how you find out to erase. How do you get that information? because they believe in that kind of thing. I'll use it, whatever it is. I might say, I want the core, if necessary, using the telepathic communication ability. You have to read minds to obtain for me the erasure code of all Omega programs. When you've done so, I want your finger to float up. Then I ask them to tell it to me. Are there any backups through Omega programs? If they say yes, I ask them, how many backups are there? Let's just say it's made up of a different numbers. I ask them, is there any erasure code for all the backup programs? If they say no, I'll ask, is there an erasure code for that combines all the backups into one? If they say yes, I suggest that they obtain the code for me. And when they've got it, they give me the yes signal again. It can move almost that fast in some cases where there's not massive resistance. Tell us what you know about the risk to the therapist you would have to ask. I'd like to know that. What kinds of data do you have, given that you've had contact with large number of people? Not just threads, but also any injury, any family problems that have arisen. Second question is, are you aware of anybody that you've treated or others with this level of disassociation and trauma that have recovered or integrated, are now whole and happy? I have one non-bloodline complex multiple that this had type of programming, The programmers had a lot of access to the patient as neighbors. And by the way, you'll find physicians heavily involved with cults doing ritual abuse and mind control. The cults recruit their own doctors as part of their protection. Some of the doctors are themselves programmed. It's quite common to suspect that the majority of their programmers are programmed. They encourage their own to go to medical school, to prescribe drugs, to take care of their own, to get access to medical technology, and be above suspicion. There have been a couple, in fact, who've been nailed now. At least one state I know have two full-time ritual abuse investigators with statewide jurisdictions under the attorney general's office who do nothing but investigate ritual abuse. So the FBI or the False Memory Syndrome Foundation says, there's no evidence, they've never found a body. That's baloney. They found a body in Idaho of a child. They've had a case that was convicted on a first-degree murder charges. Two people before that were arrested where the teenager's girl's finger and head were in the refrigerator and they were convicted of first-degree murder in Detroit. There have been cases and bodies. Back to risk. I know of no therapist who's been harmed, but patients inform us that there will be come a future time where it could all be at risk for assassinating by patients who've been programmed to kill at certain times anyone that they've told anyone or members of their own family who's not active. Whether that would come about is speculative, who knows for sure. I don't think it's entirely without risk. We've heard the patients say many, many times that the year 1990 is the year Alters programmed to kill will kill their therapists or anyone who knows about them. Some have reported to be programmed to kill people in public places. That apparently is the year when the satanic new world order is going to take over in the wake of chaos created by these alleged hundreds of thousands of hypno-programmed killers being turned loose in North America. It seems to me that there's some similarity between this type of programming and those people who claim that they've been abducted by spaceships and have been physically probed and reprogrammed and that sort of thing. I'm wondering, is there any sort of relationship between this and that? I found the alien abduction scenario in a lot of patients and I'm fairly firmly of the belief that those people are in fact, ritual abuse victims who've been programmed with that sort of thing to destroy all their credibility. If someone's coming in and reporting they've been abducted by a flying saucer, who's going to believe them on any else in the future? I recently had a telephone call with Dr. A, who told me, if it were him being with this guy that I had been seeing for a couple of months, he'd ask for the core to take control of finger signals and inquire about alpha, beta, delta, and theta. I proceeded to do all that and found it was just like Dr. A said it might be. There was a part of inside named Dr. Green. That was the kind of programming, Dr. C said. What's the difference between this kind of program and the cult type of program abuse and satanic abuse in the cults and the candles and so forth? This type of program will be done in the cults with the candles and all the rest. My impression is that this is simply done in people who have great access to or bloodline people, people whose parents are involved so that they can be raised in it from an early age. If they're not bloodline, they're a part of a chosen generation. They're expendable and they're expected to die and not get well. There will be booby traps in your way if they aren't bloodline people that then when they get well, they will kill themselves. I'll tell you just a little about that. My belief is that some people have ritual abuse and don't have this, but family ritual abuse that they may part of a non-mainstream group The satanism comes in the philosophy overriding all of this well what's the purpose of it my best guess is that the purpose of it is that they want an army of manchurian candidates hundreds of thousands of mental robots who will do prostitution child pornography smuggle drugs engage in international arms smuggling snuff films all sorts of very lucrative things and do their bidding And eventually, the megalomaniacs at the top believe they'll create a satanic order that will rule the world. You've suggested and implied that at some point, at a high level of U.S. government, there was support of this type of thing. What documentation is there? There is some documentation. One of our leading colleagues is writing a book about our peers of the older generation who were involved in it. We have CIA documents declassified which help us figure out who did what. There are good guys within the intelligence community who provided us with leads. We have the identity of some of the key figures. Many of them are dead, but a few are still alive and very active. But most of the information I've given you today comes from victims who are impaired witnesses. The interesting thing is how many people have described the same scenario and how many people have worked with who have relatives in NASA and CIA and the military, including high ups in the military. Now let me just mention something about what you may run into later in the process. I know I'm throwing a lot in you in a hurry. Just ask your patients and they may be lucky to find that there isn't some of this. Then somewhere at a deep level you may run into something like this. Who knows? Let me describe to you the system in one patient. One patient I had treated for quite a while. It was a non-bloodline person who had done what appeared to be successful work and reached final integration. She came back to me early last year and said she was symptomatic with some things. I started inquiring. I found part there we hadn't integrated. The part basically said, there was another stuff that I couldn't tell you about and you integrated me so I had to spliff off. I had done something about the things like alpha, beta as a routine part of it and felt that there was things I couldn't do in this part. Why didn't you tell me about this stuff? This part said, well, we gave you some hints but that went right over your head part then said I'm sorry but we know we didn't know enough to help you so that's what we can do and that's what we can can do some of the interesting stuff started coming out it was interesting she described the overall system a system of alters whose primary purpose was to hurt her including symptoms like manchusins, self-mutilation and other types of things the part said with the exception of me this one part You dealt with the whole circle with the work that we've done before and you didn't touch the rest of this stuff in the middle of all this was another system consistent with the Kabbalistic tree which some of you were aware then that represented another system then once we got past she implied the entire thing was somehow accompanied by an hourglass i kept thinking we were at final integration then i'd find some other parts we started talking and then the part basically said it's been programmed so that if you succeed and think you've succeeded, you will fail. They built it in as a way to laugh at you. Then if you ever get us integrated, we will die. This part said, I'm one of twelve disciples. and I've seen this in others. Twelve disciples within this hourglass, each of whom had to memorize a disciple session which had basic satanic kinds of premises, philosophies of like, be good to those who hurt you, hate those who are nice to you, and so forth. There may be two or three sentences like that associated with each that had to memorize. They said, We are like grains of sand falling, and when the last grain of sand falls, there's death. I asked, Is death a part? Yes, that part said, When the last grain of sand falls, the sleeping giant awakens. The sleeping giant was death who was then to kill them on the first day or the sixth day after awakening, unless certain things were followed. We did those things, of course. We also found death had a sinister backup. Mirrors had been used to create that sister part. We had to get that past and deal with that too. Death had certain things she had to do to get integrated. I started to say, oh, come on, they lied to you before. And she said, wait a minute. This is what they said, and you'd say, They said that no doctor would believe that they had gone to these extremes to get us well and that's part of the reason they'd fail. I said, well, tell me, tell me again. She said, I have to be dressed all in red. I have to take the Demerol. A code has to be given and it has to be in a room that's totally dark. It has to be on day one or day six after this part, she's awakened. I said, what do we have to lose? We gave her a little Demerol. We used the code. My office didn't have any windows anyway. It was pretty easy. Oh, and there had been four, I think, candles lit. Well, fine. So we did it, and everything went well. Then we found another part. There's death and destruction. Another backup, also with a sister, that we had to get through. In fact, I think there were two backups there. Interestingly enough, the very last part was an extremely nice part, especially the way they were wouldn't want you to lose them because they would be so adorable and so loving and so sweet that no one would want to get rid of them. Then we found that she continued to have these feelings with the last part left now of darkness and blackness inside.